so we're back in the um, interview. Put it together, hopefully. Uh, we've been talking about God, mm. and you were referring to the feeling that you had ever since you can remember yourself mm. of being with, supported, God. supported would be the word. Supported. Mm. Yeah, that's a Dhamma word. Supported. Mm. It's in the text, mm. actually. Yes, I know. In fact, dharma, that which gives support. Yeah, interesting. So, many uh, ways to support, and obviously practice is one of them, one major. Yes. Mm. What would be your good, kind advice mm -hmm. to someone that is on the path for a fairly long while? Mm. Meditation advice. Meditation advice? Yes. What to do with one's mind while sitting in meditation? A reasonably well-established continuity of meditation, preferably applied to all four postures, sit, walking, standing and reclining, also requires the meditator, just at that level, to know and have a sense of the benefits of the four postures. It, it actually, I find, quite important in so far as some, the meditations in the sitting posture will bring about a depth of samadhi, always beneficial, but it may not actually carry the reflection which is essentially what I would be telling an experienced meditator to do. It might be that the walking meditation, slow walking up and down, keeps the mindfulness, keeps the flow, with more ease for some reflection. And, some, and the standing posture, the reclining posture. So, there is a point, and it's an exploration, where one has to lose interest in the regularity of turning the, mind, turning the mindfulness of the meditation to an object. There has to be a point when that is no longer the priority. So though all the benefits in Buddha Dharma meditation of seeing for Nietzsche, the change, the non-permanence, the, un the unreliability of it all, which is therefore unsatisfactory and which is very impersonal or non-self, all those practices will help to give a proper, clear, realistic perception of this world of formations, that they arise, they stay and they pass, can't be relied upon, it, that makes them unsatisfactory, and it's nothing personal about it, it's an impersonal process. It didn't have to be uh, the profoundest of profound understandings, it is just enough to leave the world, the formations of a Nietzsche Dukkha Anatta, aside in order for the meditation to turn the 
uh, attention which is not about that. Essentially not about that. That isn't easy because the meditator, having had an object for so long, not having an object and might well find themselves looking for an object. But every object is anicca dukkarinata. It's an object. It's something separated from the field. So the elements which are formless then start to take on more significance. So form is in anicca dukkarinata and the formless takes on the significance. For example? Um, silence doesn't have a form to it. Um, spaciousness doesn't have a form to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the heart. Love mm. doesn't have a, a form to it. Um, um, the simple sense of presence without any interest to lean out to sight, sound, smells, taste or touch. Therefore, not taking that and bringing it deliberately into a choiceless awareness, uh, into a receptivity. So though that, that is coming, that's not the, the interest. The interest is what it's coming to. And then the silence and the stillnesses and the receptivity makes for an expanse, and that expanse generates the potential for something from very deep in the being to emerge into that silence, into that love, into that spaciousness, into that presence there. And that's the priority for the meditator. What would be this movement that I wish the listeners could see you perform with your hands, this gesture from within going out in a Mm. circular manner, what would it be? What is it for you? Well, the you is the personal or you is the general? Or both? Both. Both. Please. The general one first. It can be that in the silence, the stillnesses of the meditation not through willpower, but much more through relaxation, sitting well, sitting tall, standing tall, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that it could generate you know, a very difficult movement. If there is some unresolved history and patterns, it's going to, uh, there'll be an emotional, psychological uh, movement or views about the self, self-doubt. So a person has to be willing and realistic to know that if one opens up, one doesn't quite know what one might be opening up to there. Let's say, relatively, the person, the meditator, is reasonably emotionally well integrated. You don't have psychological just issues and some stuff uh, uh, arising, mm-hmm. then the receptivity would be not about my personal history, not about my quote-unquote unresolved karma, 
So it's receptivity outside of the self, because the self is the formations of its history. So outside of that, that world, called me and my, and called my life, outside of that world, the receptivity is there. Though we might say, we might say, um, it comes from within, you know, I believe, of course I often say that, but it's not quite precise, because within is an exclusion of without. Mm -hmm. So it's the nature, inner and outer, due to receptivity, the impact of the environment, the impact of the posture, the impact of the backside and the cushion, or whatever, all of that's going on, along with this, the silence, the stillnesses, the spaciousness, the receptivity, the love, those forms. Allow something to move which can register in uh, uh, the consciousness to the point that it's um, providing insights, a new sense of knowing, realization, and it's taking the power out of the world to have much domination over one's life. The world is disempowered through what's released through this. There's no transference of the power over one's life. Really. But actually, you don't really mean it's a movement, you were saying. Oh, I see. Allow something to move. Mm. Uh, um, no words can foreshort here, but no. um, how no, else it, 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 would you it, describe it? Um, Unfortunately, language, as, as you just pointed out, is a bit dualistic. So I'm saying, you know, from the deep. Yeah. So from the like there, and then it comes up to consciousness, and then ah, oh, came from the deep, and ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is the, the, yeah. the problem yeah. of the dual. Yeah. In a way, the silence, the stillness, the revelation are all the same. The silence, the stillness, the revelation, in a way, are all the same. So nothing's coming from there to there. It just might feel like it. Uh, viewed. Eh? Viewed in that, yeah, viewed in, uh, viewed in, in, that, in, that, in that way. Mm, yeah. And it, there is a sense, we're using the word deep for the moment, of silence, emptiness, or whatever, but it's making everything else possible. That's the potency of it. It makes everything possible. How come? Because in some extraordinary way, the formations of this, what we're living with, also is supported by exactly the same thing I was talking to you about. That's how come. <laughs> Please, <laughs> a few more uh, sentences no, on that. The formation is made out of the same material. Same, same, same stuff. Same stuff. And okay, yeah, no, the the bird song. The bird song. Absolutely. The all that is manifesting itself. in a way, is an emergence 
dualistic, out of the same depth, but non-dualistic, expresses, reveals the emptiness, the emptiness makes it possible, or the silence makes it possible, or whatever else we want to say. And that, so it's not like, has a, whatever, a support, Mm-hmm. which we can call Dharma or we can call God or any other word that we like mm-hmm. which others don't have it's just knowing it it's the smallest it's the difference it just knows it and and therefore something so as it were resting in like the wave of the ocean resting in that and, and, and life and death rests in something which is not life and not death. Right across the board. There's no separation from, from it. It couldn't be. So the knowing makes it possible for us as human beings yeah. to realize that. Yeah, yeah. The knowing and is the same as the realization. It makes what was not known realized made real before it was an abstract a theory mm. maybe a trust mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. oh mm. no it's made real made real yeah. the mind's not projecting it's just yeah. it's got you a reality see. you know mm. and it's all the same stuff mm. mm. as far as the eyes can see Beautiful. So the knowing in and of itself is not actually a movement towards no. somewhere. No, it's the end of movement in a way. It's the end of the movement, might you say, of not knowing. Yeah, yeah, you could say, yeah, that's could exactly, say that, yeah. Okay. Mm. So the not knowing with all its semantic fields mm. and all its countless implications of partial seeing or projections mm. or different views mm. that are not conducive to that it's all in the realm one might say of yeah. the not knowing yeah. therefore it's in the realm of movement and exactly. change as well and time very, very and clear we're, 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 we live in the kind of spell of movement the yeah. spell of activity yeah. and the spell of doing is a spell on the consciousness yeah. uh, to the point that we've invested such reality into the spell but if the spell finishes and uh, is over with uh, not a kind of nothingness or an abstract left something the senses are something genuine and real which all this kind of rests with manifests There are many ways I can pick up Mm. many threads from here, but I want to actually trace it back to meditation. Yes, of course, that's important. The knowing is made possible Mm. when you might say the receptivity is there, when the um, clarity of mind is there. Um, when the understanding is there, when the seeing clearly is there, but in and of themselves, they cannot be 
conditions for that knowing, or can it's, they? What would you say? It's very, we're really on the edge now. Yeah. In, so far as best place to be. Eh? Best place to yeah, be. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, generally speaking, the kind of temporary or skillful neglectfulness around condition does tend to give some reinforcement to a duality, conditioned and unconditioned yeah. being the common, the common one. So, rather than the naming process, because name so easily provides the form, the leaf, the tree, the book, you don't name it. So the mind, mm -hmm. as a naming process, mm -hmm. goes, uh, is quiet. One is not concerned about whether the knowing and the seeing, they were the same thing, is conditioned or not. I just don't find it helpful to try mm -hmm. to put it in a box mm -hmm. uh, there. One is not concerned, it's the knowing and the seeing of the real, shall we call it, uh, is dualistic or not, knowing and seeing of that. And, don't think any of that helpful. It tends to generate a certain um, confusion uh, uh, there. But more importantly, that which we are talking about, unmade, unformed, formless, it reveals such a freedom, which it is process confirmation which can't get lost in terms of fading or dropping away because there's no condition in the mind-body world that could put it together in the first place. So, but there's a, a seeing and a knowing which is quite comfortable with the dualities and the non-dualities. not concerned at all with either as a... Mm. Uh, so, mm -hmm. to take a... Yeah. We may have a great sense of oneness and unity, which of course is formless. may be very precious, but it's definitely not an ultimate truth. Mm. It's just that it's the opposite, not in a conflict way, mm. but uh, opposite to diversity. Differences, then we say, oh, oh no, it's all mm. one, yeah. oh, no, etc. Yeah. And one's also not uncomfortable with the language in freedom of um, greed and non greed, you know, mm. this and that. Uh, that that's mm. also, mm. Uh, one is comfortable with the language, I am that, and comfortable with the language, I am not no. that. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. it's gen you know, Buddha himself said, Freedom both ways. Mm. But there are few aspects of non-duality and yes. unity being just one of them. Yeah. It might be pointing to one and the same thing. That's yes. another question of the language. But the mm. Buddha himself said the complete and utter liberation is from is non-greed, non-hatred, yeah, non-delusion. Non yeah. So this is on the mm. Non-aspect, yes. actually. Mm. The, 
the, the, when I read the Pali, given the audiences, mm. yeah. the tradition has given a kind of um, description of the use of the words which doesn't fit with the circles, i.e. that the Buddha was speaking to, and certainly in our circles. And I, not very often that I could say I meet a person who is really hateful. I, don't, I find them quite occasional. Come to Israel uh, more no, often. No, no, no I'm, l- 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 listen, even, and I'm including Israel, my, my, my language. Mm. You know, a person may say, oh, I, I hate this relationship. Mm. But I think the use of the language in a more subtle way, like delusion mm. is an incredibly mm. charged mm. word, associated often with people with some abnormal psychology. So I prefer to take it to the subtle, because yeah. it's more a challenge. Mm-hmm. There's too much wanting going on in my mind, mm. the greed thing. Because greed is usually confined around possessions, mm. you know, or, mm. or food, mm. or money. Mm. They get money, all sorts of other... Mm. Greed for knowledge, you know, greed for reputation, whatever. Yeah. And then similarly, hate, if we look at blame, fault-finding, putting ourselves down. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah, I can relate mm. a little bit like that. People have said to me, oh, well, I'm not a greedy person, I'm not, I'm not a hateful kind, I'm not deluded. But then you ask, more subtle, and lopa, dosa, moha, I reflect mm. that. Oh, do you have experience of confusion? Mm. One expression of mm-hmm. moha. Do you have experience of numbness? Mm. Another expression. Mm. Then, so, then starts to work with that, and can we dissolve that enough? Because it's liberating from. And that mm-hmm. is where the point is. But going back to the original mm-hmm. question from me, as long as we don't have the perfectionism going on inside of us, as long as we're not carrying strong notions of purity, um, then, at some point, as said earlier, it's a turning away from the world of mind states called Lopadosa Moha. Turning a world away from Anicca Dukkha Anatta. Just turning away to take this abiding interest of that which is not in this world. It might lead to some uncertainty, not knowing, and some confusion. It might lead to some feeling of being detached from, disconnected with there. I'm just going to have to live with it for a bit. Two, is there some other sense which one can come to one? Mm-hmm. Back to the motion again. Yeah. Come to one, mm-hmm. which I, I, I cannot see simply because I'm putting too much time into my practice. Mm-hmm. Which people can do. Yeah. And then they make yeah. the practice there. Yeah. Goal in a way. So when I asked you earlier about your own meditation mm. practice, you mentioned there are two ways, mm. mainly, mainly mm. speaking, in which you um, apply. Yes. One of them would be the choiceless awareness. Yeah. You just referred to mm. it a few minutes ago. Oh, yeah, exactly. As, as another step towards, you might say, 
inviting yes. this understanding or mm-hmm. inviting the realization? What is the link? What the, is the connection the, there? The, if there is any. Tricky, tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the the, 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 the question you asked. Excellent one. Uh, it's the way, given the uh, dependent arising just at a moment with mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. not the psychological one of the twelve links, but mm-hmm. just the dependent arising. Mm-hmm. It's out of the uh, meditator's environment that the causal factors serve as the preparation for the meditation. So I think it would be a little difficult if a person's Mm. daily life is so much preoccupied with things, Mm. abstract things and knowledge things and thing things, money things, spiritual things, And then to come and say, okay, drop all that, I'll Mm. just be receptive. Mm. In a way, outside of the formal meditation, one's got to have a curiosity, a certain sense of innocence or or wonder. And Mm. sometimes, for me, it would be the readings and spiritual verses, the sages who offer you know, remarkable things from those books that you and I love. Um, what, what else? Some of the great masters, but it's obviously mm. Jesus is mm. obvious, mm. Uh, Nagarjuna, mm. uh, etc. Mm. So if, I, if I'm really nourishing quietly my life in, all, in this field of that which gives support, when it comes to meditation, yeah. You know, this, this nourishment's been going on, it's been going days, weeks, months, years, and it never stops. It's not like, oh, now I've got it. Yes. Freedom is freedom. So in my <laughs> primary expression, would be definitely freedom from. So the freedom from the problematic. And, with, and that which is problematic, well, to really take an interest in it's problematic. Yeah. The other goes with it, the freedom to be. Mm-hmm. Just to be alive, just to be, just look at, look at the evening. The fact that we can just be here together mm. is a statement of the, the freedom to be. The beauty here. And the beauty, of course, which is the love, the confirmation of the love. And mm. the other is the freedom to act. So the mm. agent of chain is expressing that in caring and thoughtful ways for people, mm. animals, the environment. Mm. And that freedom of that is when there is lots of freedom with the other two. Freedom from and the freedom mm-hmm. to be. And then they, they, they're all manifestations of freedom. Mm. Which leads me to the next question, exactly. Mm. What is your would you say, um, primal motivation Yeah. in general? Yeah. And then we go to the specific. But in general, in life, what I, motivates I, you? I, I re- re- reflected uh, on, on this. And I haven't yet come up with an answer on this. And 
looking at it, the feeling feels restrictive. It, it feels restrictive. It feels somehow confined or limited. Uh, I should have a Motiv primary yeah. motivation. Okay. Fair, just fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big freedom walla as you are. And okay, I totally understand. Let me reframe yeah, it. Right, go on. Rephrase it. Can you describe in, in your understanding and, mm. um, and seeing this um, um, movement, mm, quote-unquote, yeah. that you sense from within through your life, mm. but especially these days, mm. 73 years of age mm. and writing books mm. and books and publishing mm. things and giving talks and meeting with people and now there's this new form of... Yeah. Mm. MTTC, mm. Agents of Change, it is a beautiful mm. initiative. And what is this movement inside? Where is it coming from? And, and what is this expression of love? Where is it? What does it want yeah. to meet? It's a difficult mm. question. Uh, without... Missing the significance of uh, uh, the question, also without sounding conceited, which is always the vulnerability with these things. But what I can say is, because the normal state of being is happiness, is there. Your? Yes. Okay. And, and, Generally speaking, the departures from it is when there is something serious happening, there's some concern, there's not, there's not happiness, it's something, you know, whatever words you might like to use. But the combination of firmness and seriousness, and certain clarity that goes with it, and the, and the happiness, that which we are uh, talking about, these whatever you might say, interest to express, it happens not by itself, it happens easily enough simply because there's, there's nothing getting in, I hate to say this, nothing getting in the way of it. How could it stop? I mean, I'm not so far, um, up until today, the personal life flows along well, situations which come so far, giving, uh, again, support to, and I have no recollection of anything in the past which is, feels unresolved or burdened. I did, I'd say, mm -hmm. but I don't. Mm -hmm. uh, that, so that, and the, and the genuine feeling that the life, so far, uh, has sustained itself in real sense of being fulfilled. That, that, so, that, because of, what should we call it, the comfort with the past, 
and you know, the various challenges that have come with the comforts of the past. And being at ease with yesterday and yesterday seems to allow this flow. Flow, and the energy level has stayed the same as when I was twenty. So far. That's, that's Mm, so, yeah. what, Christopher, what is your deepest wish? <laughs> well, um, the full awakening of human beings. To put it in any, that's what the priority, small way of course, um, um, has, has, has been. Mm. And with going along with that is to make all these teachings applicable for into in a small way but part of the exploration into a diversity of circumstances institutional life social life family life religious life spiritual life working life all of those uh uh, areas. So there is a connection, an exploration that really reaches out. Politics, we'll explore that. Sustainability and life on this earth, we'll explore that. Population growth and expansion, we'll explore that. The dynamics of the interpersonal, we'll explore that. We'll just do as much as we can with all of it. <laughs> That's the view, and that's the wish to keep that alive as long as mind and body permits. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful.